Hey, welcome to Marriage Monthly. We are Gabe and Melissa Kolstad, and we love to build healthy, lifelong marriages. That's what we're passionate about. We are excited that you're joining us for this monthly installment of hopefully inspiration, ideas, and fun that will help build your marriage. And so we're going to jump into today's episode. Here we go. So when Gabe and I very first got married, we had a good friend named Russell, and he was both of our friends. Like, mm-hmm. really, he was your friend first Yeah. Yep. in, like, high school, Yep. and I became really good friends with him in high school as well. Mm-hmm. And then we got married, and then for, like, two or three months after we got married, I kept hanging out with Russell, because I was like, we're, we're going to go meet at Town Center, go have some coffee, go hang out. Didn't think anything about it. Then one day, Gabe comes up to me, and he's like, not really that comfortable with you hanging out with Rusty all the time. And I was like, oh, offended for one. And I was like, oh, I'm not <laughs> hanging out with him all the time. And I was just kind of shocked. And it never really registered in my head that that relationship made Gabe feel insecure about our relationship. And so that started a conversation with us about how we put each other first and how we make each other feel first and safe in our relationship. Yeah. And so then you proceeded to, you know, change that and, you know, moving forward, we've had this standard in our relationship mm-hmm. where since then. <laughs> yeah, since then where we don't hang out with people of the opposite sex ever alone. Like I That's right. you know, in twenty four years of ministry at our church, I've never once been in a room alone or in a car alone with a, right. another female besides my wife or a family member or something like that. And me with a guy, yeah. Yeah, same. So, um, yeah, I mean, and we're going to be talking in this episode about why 50-50 doesn't work no. in marriages, why it actually <laughs> leads to a lot more frustration than anything. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be talking about how to create a safe zone. Because one of the things that we're learning, that we've learned, is that when you when you get married, Everybody brings into their marriage this sense of rights, of freedom, you know, of what I deserve to have as freedom. And we have to decide what to do with that in our marriage. So Melissa's going to walk through some scripture, and then we're going to share some things that we're learning. All right. Well, here's a passage that I think is really good. Philippians 2, 3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Now, I've heard that verse many times, but applying that to marriage is a task because this is such an intimate relationship and we can get on each other's nerves so easily and it's, (laughs) I can get on your nerves so easily (laughs) and and it's just how it is. And so this is really a convicting passage to me that don't do anything out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Be humble. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. So I learned really early in our marriage that if this was going to be a good marriage, great marriage, which is what everybody wants when they're standing at the yeah. altar, am I correct? Um, I knew that I had to value Gabe more than me. And I know that's a hard pill to swallow for most people because we are such a selfish culture. We are such a selfish, like human beings are just selfish. Yeah, from the beginning of time. From the beginning yeah. of time. And it's like, but I honestly, I feel like it's gotten worse because now it's a lot of like, um, I need to like take care of myself. I need to make sure I'm healthy. I need to make mm-hmm. sure I'm safe. Mm-hmm. And it's very inward focus. Everything has turned about me, me, me. And scripture makes it so clear that really I'm supposed to be caring for you more than myself, looking out for your needs more than my needs. And so I think that is a hard pill to swallow. Keeping myself humble and um, not putting myself first can be a challenge. Another passage I think is so great and probably over talked about in marriage, but I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> First Corinthians 13, 4 to 7. If couples would apply 
those verses yeah. to their marriage every day, we would not have a 50% divorce rate yep, that's right. at all, even among Christian um, couples. So I think it's really, really important. That's a guaranteed successful passage if we would just apply it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to do, but... In verse five, it says, um, love doesn't demand its own way. Like, I just think that's so powerful because I can be pretty demanding. Like, I'm an I'm an assertive woman, and I know what I want <laughs> when I want it, and that's just how I am. I've always been that way. My daddy raised me that way. It's his fault. <laughs> yeah, we blame him. Mm-hmm. But it does not demand its own way. So, again, this is not normal because we look out for ourselves. Yeah. I'm number one. You know, my way or the highway, that's just how we are. So we talk about a lot about self-care and me time in our culture now. And this is important, but I think it's not as important as we time. And it's not as important as loving my spouse unconditionally and making sure that this is a healthy thing. So for me, just focusing on you, making you my number one should be a success. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times... If it's only about me and my needs and not yours, then we're going two different directions because you're doing the same thing. It's my way or the highway too. And we're going, but how are we drawn together? That's important. And I think that has a lot to do with love doesn't demand its own way from 1 Corinthians 13. So if you're in a healthy and loving relationship, an unconditional love relationship, this can be so fulfilling. Mm-hmm. It's not my rights being taken away at all. And I never feel like that. And I, I hope you don't ever feel nope, like that either. Nope, I don't. Because I feel like the more that I give and serve you, the more you want to give and serve me. Yeah. And so it kind of just works like that. That's just, I think it, it's probably just human nature in that way. Is the more someone loves on you, yeah. you're just like, oh, I just want to love on them too. So I think it's good. So, you know, and and don't get me wrong. I'm all about my foot massages, monthly foot massages. I am all about that. I got my nails done before my son's wedding. Um, I'm all about that. But if those things, my lunch dates with my girls and stuff like that, get in front of this, that's when it becomes a problem. He has to be my number one for this marriage to work. And scripture talks about it over and over again, that this has to be number one. So he comes first in everything and with everyone. And uh, I hope that he knows that. Does your spouse know that? I hope your spouse knows that. A quote I heard recently that I loved is, it says that love is anticipating the other's needs. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so neat because when you really love somebody, you are looking out for their needs first. It's funny, when we go to a restaurant, Gabe laughs at me all the time when I do this. When I open the menu, I am first and foremost looking for what he wants to eat. Every time. I'm yeah. like, baby, did you see they have the shrimp? Hey, baby, did you see they have this? I know. And we, I mean, time. we've been married so long that it's like, she's right every time. <laughs> every I, I time. look through everything. And I try to get creative, like, no, I'm going to pick something different. And then I just look through the list. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, That's you're what right. I want. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny. That's how it works. And then I look for my meal. It's funny. And then we sit down to the uh, dinner table and I cook almost every night. Um, I always serve him before I serve me because... I'm, he's my guy and I want to serve him first. And I, I think that's important. So that's just a weird thing. He is my gift from God and that's how I look at him. And so as as my gift, I want to love on him and support him and honor him and put him first. And I think that's just important. So, and you know, I never want him to doubt my love for him. And I hope that your spouse never, ever doubts your love. If you're doing this right, they should never have a doubt. They should never feel mm-hmm. insecure. They should never feel unsafe with you because this is just really, really important. So, and yes, I do fail. Like I'm not perfect. Let me tell you, I fail all the time, but I feel like I'm getting better and better every day and I just keep trying. So yeah. You're doing great. Thanks, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's worth calling out as we're talking about 
it, it's important to put the other person first and, and, and all that. And, and we do live in this me first culture, yeah. this self care culture. And I think though, it is worth calling out because you can't forget that you need to make sure you're healthy. And I think there's that value. Yeah. So obviously what we're not saying is don't, you know, take care of yourself. Don't uh, invest in yourself. You know, all of that is super important because, you know, maybe it's about the motive. Why am I investing in myself so that I'm my best for her? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I think sometimes that could be misunderstood and you go, yeah, well, absolutely. then I'm going to think nothing of myself whatsoever. I'm no. not going to take care of myself. And then I'm worth nothing to her. So I think there's there's that side of this but as well. But that's where humility comes in, right? Yeah. Because it's not thinking less of yourself, right? Right. It's just thinking of yourself that's right. less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some more scripture that we, um, we've really learned from, or we're learning from, is in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 4. Now, this, is, this passage was written by the Apostle Paul in the context of, he's talking about sex between a husband yeah. and a wife. Um, but he makes this statement, and it is a controversial statement. And so I'm just going to, you know, lead out with that. This is a controversial <laughs> statement, especially in our culture, which is all about my rights. It says, the wife gives authority over her body to her husband, and the husband gives authority over his body to his wife. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about a safe zone yeah. or about, is it 50-50 in a marriage that leads to a happy marriage? Mm-hmm. Uh, not at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has to be this exchange. I think of it like, you know, imagine that when you walk into marriage, um, you're carrying your heart. You know, you're, you're carrying your heart and it's got your initial on it. And I mean, and you love it. You're hugging it all the time. You're like, I got to protect my heart. My <laughs> mm-hmm. heart is the thing that I'm, you know, very concerned about. I don't want to get hurt. You yeah. know, I want to make sure I'm healthy and all those things. But the truth is that until there comes this moment which isn't automatic. It's not like just because you're standing at the altar with a minister in front of you and an audience that all of a sudden the things that are supposed to happen happen. That's mm-hmm, right. it's you intentionally go, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to entrust the care of my heart to you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm handing you this thing and there's a little fear and trembling in that cuz you're like, you going to treat this <laughs> well, you know, is this a safe thing to do? Yeah. And obviously you got to build trust in order to do that, but when she hands me her heart, I'm taking it seriously, you know, and and we're going, "Okay, this is a big deal. You you've actually trusted me enough to entrust your heart to me." And so now my job is in all these situations rather than go like, "Well, what do I want? What do I think? What do I need? What do I feel?" Mm-hmm. is instead to go, "Wait a second. What do you need? What do you want? What what is it that matters to you? You know, what is there anything that's hurting you? Is there any way you feel unsafe?" And I think that when we do that, it's that reciprocity you talked mm-hmm. about where, yeah, if you serve me natural things, I'm going to say, oh, wow, how do I outdo you in that? Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that's a, the way that God designed this to happen. Recently, we were on this massive trip. And um, I mean, it was a big trip. We did. Yeah. So our son was married in Rome. And then after that, we sent our kids home. We were in Rome for a couple of weeks. Then we sent our kids home. We got together with a besties that we have. And, and uh, we traveled throughout Northern Europe for another 16, 17 mm-hmm. days. It was awesome. I calculated <laughs> roughly 350 miles of walking through mostly the old towns of these amazing yeah. cities. Uh, we did 11 cities in seven countries. Um, it was fantastic. We were in Switzerland and Germany and Czech Republic and Amsterdam. And, and uh, I remember one morning we were, well, one day uh, at, in Prague. I mean, Prague was one of the things that I like. I like beer. Yeah. And Prague so was Prague was fun. We did this beer bath in Prague. And I mean, they had like bazillion 
you know, different kinds of it was all beer. beer all it was the time. beer. I mean, and Munich and Germany. Prague. Yes, so yes, Germany and then Prague. The <laughs> and you know, I've never been drunk in my life. You know, mm-hmm. we've tried really much to keep that under control. Um, but one one day, you know, Melissa expressed that she was uncomfortable with that, and and so she, we were talking about that, and we have different lines. You know, we, we were talking about this. Like, she grew up in a family that, uh, uh, you know, where there was an alcoholic grandfather that abused her mother. And for her, that was still a trigger. And so there was this discomfort level with, you know, with alcohol. And and, and so we have different lines. And her line is one beer. Like one beer is okay, but two beers is not okay, because there's something about that to her that felt unsafe. It felt like reckless or like maybe triggering. And so we had kind of these this tough conversation about well, if that's how you feel, then, you know, I need to honor that. And, uh, you know, it, it was a tough conversation, but I think we needed to have that conversation because I want to honor that. You know, I, I don't want to be a person who makes her feel uncomfortable. I remember walk, we were walking in Amsterdam right next to one of the canals. <laughs> and it, it was good because we got to the point of understanding on this and the point of commitment. Of And I was like, you know, just like she did with Russell, I was like, yeah, I'm going to give that right up. I don't need that in my life. I mean, I care way more about you than any other freedom that I have, you know? <laughs> and so that that was one of those moments for us that has, has now it's, it's another building block for us. And I think that's important for us to recognize with marriage is that it's not like you go, oh, we're going to finally settle into a healthy growing marriage one day. Settling is not uh, mm-hmm. the way you describe a healthy growing marriage. Yeah. There's there is sacrifice, there's work, there's compromise. I know that can be a negative word sometimes if you use it wrong, but there's this giving over, this surrender to one another. You know, it's like, I'm going to, I will surrender my rights for you. And I know she's already done that for me. And in Romans chapter 14, the apostle Paul talks about this. He says, those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't. And those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do, for God has accepted them. But then it says in verse 15, and if another believer, Melissa's another believer, is distressed by what you eat, and I'll add in or drink, you are not acting in love if you eat it. Don't let your eating ruin someone for whom Christ died. So Paul's teaching us about this sensitivity toward one another and and feeling, you know, like instead of me going like, well, that's too bad, that's my thing or whatever, I go, wait, she's entrusted her heart to me. And so I got to ask that question, well, what needs do you have? You know, what concerns do you have? And how do I then go about, rather than trying to fill my own heart, start by saying, I'm going to fill her heart. And I know she's already doing the same thing for me, you know? And so um, I think that's something that we're learning and, you know, we'll always keep learning. And Mm -hmm. I hope you'll do the same. I hope you'll recognize that nobody's arrived, that, you know, marriage is about learning and growing. Yeah. And learning and growing together. And I think we see that effort in one another, and that inspires us, you know, to go, let's keep going. So we're, we're learning these things along the way, too. Just want to encourage you to be somebody who starts to think about that exchange, that heart exchange. And maybe you're not there yet in your marriage. Maybe that's a prayer for you to go, God, help us to get to the point where we could entrust our hearts to one another. I tell you, that will take you to a different level Absolutely. in your marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And just being sensitive to each other, I think, is just the most important thing Mm -hmm. is like, what are your needs and how can I meet those? So the question, we have homework for you this month. The question is, um, have a conversation with your spouse sometime, maybe in the next couple of days so you don't wait. And the question is, how can I better serve your needs over my own? Mm -hmm. 
there could be something in your life or something in your marriage that has been bothersome to you and you have been holding back on that conversation, it's probably time to have the mm-hmm. conversation. Just yeah. be like, because a lot of times you can come through on the other side, healthier, stronger, more committed to each other and on the same page. And that's really the point of marriage is to yeah. get on the same page and just serving each other and loving each other just totally unconditionally. So don't be threatened by that question. Um, always be thinking about what, what can I do better? And then, you know, have that conversation. And maybe that would just bring up some stuff that you guys could work through. And do better. Yeah. And just a, maybe a hint is that probably chocolate and flowers might help us to go better. Might. Yeah. <laughs> Always. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of Marriage Monthly. We want to ask you if you would subscribe yes. to this podcast and share it with three people that you know three. that might also enjoy uh, this content and it might help build their marriage. We are passionate about building healthy, lifelong marriages. And we want to thank you for being part of this podcast.